0: college football talk as david cone the co-host of crane and company with jake crane joins bryant brett and jay morgan a college quarterback at michigan a tall man that's on twitter at david adam cone here's david with bryant and brett
1: david cone joins us now let's just sit in Hell to to the victory second. Did did you catch both of those fight songs pre-game Monday? Oh, it was it was unbelievable.
2: Bama went first and Uh then I I think appropriately Michigan went second with that one. The whole setup Leading into kickoff Monday was was Nirvana. And
1: a perfect time to play it. And, And first off, David, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year to you, but also congratulations to you because last week when we talked, I asked you your prediction for the national champion, and your answer, Michigan and Washington. Boom and boom. And that's what we've got next Monday.
3: Well, first off, Happy New Year. For Second sure. off, I could just sit here and listen to you play that song over and over all <laughs> repeat. And third of all, yes, you are correct. I did have Michigan and Washington with very, very little confidence. But nonetheless, that was my pick, and I think we're going to get a heck of a matchup in this championship. They say styles make fights, and we got a couple different styles here. Both are equally intriguing for a fantastic football game.
1: Yeah, no, it it absolutely will be, and and kind of talking about Michigan in that first game against Alabama. You know, obviously a lot of people pointing out the the special teams miscues in that game, but really, especially in the trenches, Michigan was the better
3: team all night. Yeah, which is an important place to be better, yeah. especially you know I mean you're talking about the last the last decade and a half, Nick Saban has owned college football, and he's done so by bullying teams around in the trenches. And it seems like any time uh, you know, uh, a program like Michigan can get one or two aspects of the puzzle figured out, well, then all of a sudden Nick Saban will beat you with skill players or beat you with an NFL quarterback. I mean, heck, the last four he's had are not only playing on Sunday, but they're all starting in the NFL. But That's if you awesome. want to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Yeah. And Nick Saban is the man. Every program that has had success – success on the national level the last decade and a half since I played college football has had to go through Alabama. Auburn and that Cam Newton team were down twenty four nothing had to come back. Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, they had to do it and did it twice. Urban Meyer with the Buckeyes had to go through Alabama with a third string quarterback. 2019 LSU had to go on the road to Tuscaloosa. I was at that game. Even Texas this year to be quote unquote back to make the college football playoff had to go on the road and beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Georgia lost to them time and time and time again. And finally Kirby Smart got over that hump and they were back to back champions. Michigan had their shot and for much of the game, the moment looked too big in many respects. You talked about the special teams. I haven't seen Michigan make a special teams blunder all season, and I've watched every single play, and yet it got so bad in that game. Jake Crane and I were sitting there watching the game together. We were wondering, can they even make this PAT to send it to overtime? Huh. That's how bad it got. That shows me that in some capacity the moment was too big for, for some of those guys but you know what travels when you're in a dogfight defense mm-hmm. and that unit responded drive after drive after drive and they did what they had to do which was make Jalen milroe revert back to the quarterback we saw early in the season not mid-season jaylen milroe because that's the quarterback that finishes six in the heisman that's the quarterback that's going to beat you and go to the national championship you know get to him early get to him often and make him a, Abandon those progressions. Abandon the first and second read. If you can do that, you have a chance. And Michigan's defense did that time and time again. And then I just can't say enough about Blake Corum, the senior running back who who, who looks like Mike Hart, my old friend and teammate. He looks like Mike Hart two point Leaned on him, and he delivered when we needed him most. Um, an incredible performance, and I, I'm so happy for this program and this team, and for Jim Harbaugh, who's gotten so much flack and and everything that's gone on this season, being been fifty percent of the year for what a lot of us around the college football world see as just being, uh, in many respects, asinine. Um, you know, for returning violent.
2: a book late <laughs> to the library.
3: Yeah, so, hmm. something like that. But we, you know, we've had that discussion, and we can continue to have it. But right now, I just want to, you know, give give a hats off to to a guy who's a great football coach. He's great for college football, and uh, you know what? He has put together an incredible team because he's, he's, everything that they've been asked to do, every time they've been doubted, they stood up and they delivered, and they did it on the biggest stage, 27.2 million views, I think, uh, top 10 cable broadcast of all time this, um, this uh, Rose Bowl was. Man, what a fantastic evening.
2: Of the two winners, which one do you think more excited or maybe feels more fortunate to be there? And of the two defeated
3: teams, who's the sickest? It's funny, it's a great question because I think these are two of the more disrespected programs yeah. throughout the season, <laughs> certainly Washington. I mean, Absolutely. I don't really know too many other people other than myself that put Washington in the college football playoff and even I did so with a loss. I thought they'd lose on the road to USC and even then I had them losing in the first round of the playoff. Uh, every single turn people have discounted this Washington team and I, you know, I, I asked, I said, I don't know if that would be the case if they had a USC on their logo or if they even had an Oregon on their logo. You know, the marketing for those other big programs like that out west is just, it's superior to Washington. Maybe even Utah. Possibly being back to back champs, yes, which is astonishing to say because Washington still, I still think, always think of having like a great football program. But this year is just a little bit different with Kalen DePour, who has just coached himself into being Mm -hmm. like this guy's going to be one of the most sought after coaches if he ever didn't want to leave Washington. And then Michael Penix Jr. was just simply the best player on the football field. He puts the ball wherever he wants to. I think he's the best pure passer of the ball that I've seen in at least the last half decade. Put Joe Burrow up there if you'd like, but he moves in the pocket so well. Sacked 11 times this year. I think I saw a stat that he's been sacked fewer times in his career now. 6 years senior now, fewer times in his career than Caleb Williams was just this season alone so he is unbelievable the wide receiver core we talked about it last week like that that was going to give them an advantage against um, uh, Texas's secondary and that's the matchup I was looking forward to seeing I just didn't know it would end up looking like Brett Favre was out there (laughs) playing football Um, and so obviously he will step on the field. He'll be the best football player there with that wide receiver core. That's going to give Washington a chance. Um, and I think that, you know, from Michigan's defensive perspective, you've got to do what you did against Jayla and against so many of these other quarterbacks, is not only get pressure, but I think Michigan's most improved area these last three seasons when, they, when they've gone on this winning streak has been the secondary. Mm-hmm. There was a time five, six, seven years ago when I would watch a Michigan game, and if someone threw it deep against us, mostly if the Buckeyes threw it deep, it was either a pass, pass, interference penalty or it was a big play. That's no longer the case when you have Will Johnson back there, Mike Sanders still back there, combined with the pass rush that Michigan has. But if you really, 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 want to contain Michael Penix Jr., then what you do is you run the ball effectively on offense. You can't continue to put your defense out there time and time and time again. The guy is just too good and you will lose. And I do think that Michigan will have more success with long, sustained drives against Washington than they did against the big, strong uh, defense at Alabama.
2: Bama or Texas, who's sickest?
3: You know, uh, I think that it has to be Texas. I, I think too. it has to be Texas in, because, can't be uh, because you went on the road and you beat Nick Saban uh, in Tuscaloosa, right? You barely, barely lost uh, in the Red River shootout to your to your rival on a last-minute drive. Your quarterback gets hurt in the middle of the season, but he comes back, and then you look unstoppable and really unbeatable. Um, throughout the, the end of the season. And then you get what, what many would have considered, right, the, the better draw, out of the games when you pulled Washington I think it's got to be it's got to be uh Texas is thicker because finally we said oh Texas is back look what Sarkeesian has done whereas for Alabama as as thick as some Alabama fans may be they still look up at a wall full of trophies and this was the least elite team that Nick Saban has taken to the playoffs (laughs) so I would say that it would have to be Texas but no team should hang their hat I mean we you know despite Florida State uh, getting snubbed and, and, and going undefeated and not making the college football playoff. I told you guys a month ago that we were going to get a very, very compelling college football playoff, no matter what the matchups were. And that's what we got. It came down to the last play in both games.
2: Colin Cowherd Cowherd precedes us uh, on this radio station every day, and he was making comments today, and everybody says it about Texas, about how wealthy they are and their their donors and the facilities and the hot tubs and the masseuses and the masseurs and the weight rooms and the diet. We all know that. We also know this, David, for all that bravado and all that we're always being back, Since the end of crew cut football, when most people were watching it on a black and white TV, Texas has won it one time and it took a Vince Young Superman performance to win
3: it. Yeah, and and I remember that one vividly. I was I was watching that. That was you know I was very impressionable during those years when I was trying to figure out where I wanted to play college football. Um, and a lot of people say the same thing about Michigan, right? Hey, all of your history is is pre black and white TV. you only had Woodson, the one championship hmm. in '97 with Charles Woodson. Um, you know, for Texas specifically, yes, I think a, a lot of the, the powers that be there have sort of gotten in the way, and that's kept the program from having some success. At the same time, because of that, they really, really care. They care a lot. They want to get it right. I think they got the right hire with Steve Sarkeesian. Um and more importantly, Steve Sarkisian came in in year one and identified some of the cultural problems and said, "Look, this can't this can't last. Like we have got to make changes here." And he did, and now you see the fruits of that. You know, despite losing to what is the most prolific offense in the country in Washington and a guy in Michael Penix Jr. who's going to play on Sundays for a long, long time, there's no shame in that. And I can just tell you from the Michigan perspective specifically. Even had we gone in and lost to Alabama, which would have been three playoff losses in a row, and it would have been absolutely ridiculing on the national stage because the narrative continues to be that Michigan can't win the big one when they get outside their conference and the sign-stealing and whatever. Even had that been the case, it certainly is better – than five six years ago, when you're going, you know, eight and four, eight and five. So I think Texas should use this as a momentum builder heading into the Southeastern Conference. Your quarterback's already said he's returning. The guy sitting behind him is is the the, the nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning. So I think things are going to be okay in Austin. I, I do
2: too. In week two next year, they will be in Ann Arbor at the Big House yep. to play Michigan, and that that will that will be some setting and some some game. But I, I'm just saying, all the bravado and all the talk of Texas—they talk like they have the trophy case of Alabama mm-hmm. when it's the trophy case of BYU.
3: Yeah, that's true, and it's, it's a Texas thing. I mean, Texas A&M does the same thing, and and a lot of times they don't even have the, the trophies, even the older trophies that Texas does. But you know, I BYU's at- got the trophy
2: case of Oklahoma State.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, I look at that and I say, yes, there was a tweet going around. I think it was about Michigan, but it could have been about another fan base. I think some people have said about Georgia the last couple of years that, oh, man, if this, you know, X program wins a championship, they're going to be even more insufferable than they already are. <laughs> yes, that applies to Texas. Yes, that applies to Texas A&M. Uh-huh. Yes, that applies to Michigan. The Michigan fan base is going to be insufferable <laughs> if they win next week. To the, you or know go the but, Bowl is what I it's good say. For yeah. college football, it's good for yeah. college football yeah. i want everyone to care so much about their program of course some people take it too far especially in an era where you can just sit at a keyboard and be a, a, a clickbait warrior and type yeah. things without ever having to face a man you know face to face But the, poor but Bama the era Center's we live going in.
2: through. and
3: uh, you know as long as people care so much about their teams and about their programs then college football will uh, be alive and well Absolutely.
1: Talking to David Cohn. Uh, he joins us every single week to talk college football. He's the co-host of Crane and Company. And there's been some talk. There's been the rumors. And I think you'll get this, you know, from here on out, uh, if he does decide to return. But 72-year-old Nick Saban, his future in college football. Will he return? Won't he return? Uh, he'll turn 73 in the middle uh, of next season if he's back next year. What do you see in Nick Saban's future?
3: Well, I certainly can't prognosticate on him. I mean, all I can do is take what he said on Pat McAfee's show this this, uh, this year, uh, where he said, you know, everybody keeps thinking I'm going to retire. I mean, what else would I do? <laughs> I think it'll come down to, to Miss Terry. I know they have that beautiful house on Lake Burton. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if they want to spend more time there or not, but it certainly strikes me that, that Nick Saban would want to go out on top. That's not going to happen this year but he still had what? a a, a Number two recruiting class. He's Mm -hmm. going to return his quarterback who's going to have another year of experience now. He's going to return so many great pieces. Uh, I just don't see him going anywhere, especially not before this next season. The more interesting question to me becomes Jim Harbaugh, to be honest. Um, Every single year we've talked about this guy possibly taking an NFL job and what makes Jim Harbaugh so interesting is he's one of the few guys that has had success at both levels. Right That 49 Niners' franchise was in the dumps since the mid-'90s when Steve Young left. Jim Harbaugh revitalized that program, finally got the most out of that number one pick in Alex Smith, brought Colin Kaepernick in, they go to a Super Bowl. Um, You know, I'm interested to see, uh, you know, what happens, obviously, this next week. Does he, you know, fulfill the, the Michigan legacy after playing for Bo and win this national championship, or do they fall short? And regardless of what happens, does he say, hey, Ann Arbor's my home. This is my dream job. I don't care what the NCAA is going to do. I don't care that they want me out of college football. I'm staying. This is where I'm at. Or does he say, you know what, I've done everything that I can do for Michigan. I've delivered on every promise that I've made. Maybe now let's go try and get another one of those Super Bowls like my brother has.
2: If he if he left with winning it, all, all you could say is thank you. But I mm. think even in defeat Monday night and, and yeah. he left, You tell me from a a Michigan man's perspective, you've got a letter jacket, I don't. Hmm. Would you say thank you then?
3: Absolutely. I think it would be a lot sweeter if you can get this national championship. In fact, it'll be the first national championship Michigan's ever won. And I say that because I'm getting super technical here. I mean, before the, the splits playoff in yep. the BCS era, national championships weren't won, fellas. They were awarded, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know this as well as anybody. You look at that 97-year where we're talking about that was the last one that was awarded. Well, the media awarded Michigan a national championship, but the, the coaches awarded Nebraska. So, so really, if you win this one, you will have won the first national championship in the history of the most storied program in the sport. Uh, that would be significant. But on the other side of that, even if you lose, like you said, you have to remember where this program was. I had to play for Rich Rodriguez for two years. Things were not pretty. Michigan didn't think it could get that bad in Ann Arbor they just didn't think they thought we could hire anybody and and we're always going to be one of the better teams in the country and not to take any shots at Nebraska because I really love the Nebraska brand and they they have the longest sellout streak and I think Matt Rule's a guy who can start to really rebuild that program and get big-time recruits in there but you know that's Nebraska shows you like hey you, you're you not always guaranteed to be on top just because you were once a blue blood in the sport. Hiring Jim Harbaugh now has brought Michigan not only back to Big Ten dominance, but on the national level, and this win specifically, to go out and to beat Nick Saban, no one's going to care that he didn't have, you know, one of, like, his Bryce Young or his Tua Tagovailoa quarterback. No one's going to be talking about that, you know, this was, you know, they struggled throughout the season and had to fight their way to get to this game. Like, all that matters is Jim Harbaugh did figure out a way, Mm -hmm. when they needed it most, to beat Alabama and to beat Nick Saban. And to me, the way the players responded right after that game, saying, no, 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 we're not finished. We have one more. I was like, man, they really they really might be a team of destiny this year.
1: I think you're absolutely right with that. Really, all the the whole season, the fight that they've shown and and uh, kind of in the face of adversity has been really uh, really cool to see. I want to go back to the Washington game uh, from Monday night against Texas because really all season long, everybody has talked about Washington's offense. We know Michael Penix, we know that group of receivers. They've got a thousand yard running back in the backfield. I'm um, an electric offense, but. Seems like everyone talks about the offense and then says, "Well, their one weakness is the defense." What did you make of uh, that end of the game sequence where Texas gets the ball, they get into the red zone, they have you know three or four opportunities uh, to get it, into, into the, the end o- zone. yeah into the end zone, yeah. uh, and then uh, Washington's defense steps up and really wins the game for them.
3: Well, trust me, I studied Washington's defense. Um, you know, uh, a lot in the off season before I went out on the limb for <laughs> right. him to make the college football playoff because everyone knew about the offense. Michael Penix Jr. threw for forty five hundred yards a season, though, mm-hmm. right? So everybody knew that. They knew the wide receivers. I did my due diligence, and I said, "Will Will Washington's defense be improved enough?" For me to put them in my college football playoff and not get clowned, I mean, you guys know when you do this for a living, if you're wrong even a little bit, I mean, Kansas State fans came after my throat a year ago when they won the conference and I had them win in Four games or something like yeah. that so uh you know I knew how improved this Washington unit was uh to have a stand like that against one of the best play callers we've seen seen in Steve Sarkeesian and against a quarterback in Quinn Ewers that we already saw go to Tuscaloosa and really light it up against the tide yes it's impressive and and, and even more than that the physicality all the way around I yeah. mean they are the most uh, Jake Crane said this on our show they are the most physical, finesse, team that you will see they're averaging 65 percent drop back rating through much of the year and yet the last five games um dylan johnson averaged 136 yards per game on the ground that's against defenses like oregon like oregon state uh that's incredibly impressive and you know when you add on to that what all of the things that michael finnick jr brings to the table then you have a team that really can go toe-to-toe again when it comes to Michigan, I think they can certainly match that physicality. You've seen it already. So the question becomes, do you shoot yourself in the foot? I think those special teams' mistakes are an anomaly. I think one thing that – here's here's something that bodes well for each team. On the, on the Washington side, you know, Michigan, what was the hump they couldn't get over three years ago? It was beating Ohio. So when they yeah. finally do that and they beat the Buckeyes, they exhale, right, and they make the college football playoff, they get blown out by Georgia. The advanced. next – you play the Buckeyes on the road, what's the hump you can't get over? You hadn't won in Columbus in twenty years. You finally do that, you exhale a little bit, you get the easier draw in TCU, and they end up beating you because you blinked. Well, now what's the hump that they couldn't get over? Winning a first round of a college football playoff game against an SDC team. So when you do that, does Michigan exhale it all and they don't finish and they blink and Washington goes in there and beats them? And then, you know, on the for, for the positive for Michigan, I would say they've already had their tight game right? Mm-hmm. Like they played tight on special teams. J.J. McCarthy played tight. He missed yeah. a lot of throws. Uh, they ended drives. They've already played tight. Washington played very free, very loose. Do Maybe do you see some a little bit more panic in some of the plays from Washington because now they've made it and defied all these expectations by making the championship game where maybe Michigan plays a little looser or freer. I'm looking for all of those things next week.
1: All right, well before you we let you go, we got to get your prediction for the big game. Michigan Washington, you've been high on on both of these teams all season long. Who wins it Monday night?
3: Yeah, man, it's got to be it's uh, it's got to be a year of destiny for Michigan mm-hmm. at this point. I, I can't have come this far, even though it will be a little bit of a win-win for me because I have a very good friend who played with me at Michigan. He's the tight end coach at Washington, mm-hmm. and yeah. certainly I will be very happy for him if, if the Huskies take it. But I'm going to ride with my alma mater. Give me the Michigan Wolverines. Let's go, thirty-eight twenty-four.
2: I like that's it. high scoring. Yeah, we'll, we'll take be. it, I'll take and we'll talk day. about it next week, David. Yeah, we will. Thanks, David. I can't
3: wait. Thank you, fellas.
2: Thank you so much. Have a great week. You too, David Cohn with us every week from Crane and Company, and he played at Michigan, and he was right in the preseason and right yep. in the playoffs about the two finalists. That's good picking, in it.
1: It's really good thing. I mean, we should add. We should ask him some national predictions for the year because sure, I mean, he sure got, should. He and, got those right, and
2: for the Harbaugh boys. National championship in college and, and Super Bowl for the other one I mean, that could happen in about a
1: six weeks span. Yeah, well, and, and uh, earlier day, me and me and uh, Johnny Radio were talking about. It, and He said. Who has the better chance right now of of winning it all, Jim or John? And I said, well, right now I think you have to say Jim cause because he's it's in a, it's the Fifty percent chance right now. I said, but I said I think that the chances are pretty good for both of them. And yesterday when we were talking
2: about our expectations for Lamar Jackson yeah. in the playoffs, and we all kind of agreed on just an AFC Championship game. Right. Well, if they're the one seed, that's just one win, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I mean, So that, that's not setting a bar too high no, for anyone.
1: Not at all. He's,
2: he's got to get there. Being oh, the oh, landslide MVP absolutely. like that,
1: yeah, one hundred percent. But no, I mean it could be a it could be a really good uh, really good summer for the Harbaugh boys. And, and you're seeing
2: on, on Twitter and around social media the interview of of the Harbaugh parents after yeah. the game, and it looked just like they looked in New Orleans at Super Bowl forty-seven. Yeah. when they matched up, the dad a little more wound tight, uh-huh. more like
1: Jim. I was about to say spitting image of Jim really
2: is <laughs> the mom a little looser, a little. Yeah. More garrulous yeah. like John. Yeah, it really. I don't is. know if "garrulous" is the right word yeah. for anybody in the Harbaugh yeah. family, <laughs> but a, a little more receptive yes. to doing the media tour.
1: Yes, no. It, I mean, when I saw uh, the the clip of his father, I said, "Whoa, huh, that's what I mean, and, and that pre, that pregame story about you know
2: every family, every every sure. family cracking on the parents of, uh-huh. let's go on a big vacation, right? and, and you know, we're not going on any vacation. And then when they would go to those Rose Bowls, mm-hmm. when he was on Bo Schembechler's staff, that yeah. was vacation.
1: Oh yeah, it's incredible. But like you said, I mean, it could be a, it could be a really good summer. Both of them, I think, have really good chances of winning. it all, And what a story that would be! I should have put that in my my uh, predictions because that would be an the unbelievable brothers'
2: Harbaugh. Yeah. That is a good story. Happy New Year from everyone at Jason's Deli. Over two hundred area associates for this Jason's Deli grouping. They wish everyone a, a happy and healthy and prosperous twenty twenty four. And healthy, it's the cornerstone at Jason's Deli. First franchise in the nation to be trans fat. Free, It's all about choice at Jason's Deli, regardless if you seek a gluten-free menu, vegetarian sandwiches, healthy kids' meals, or if you'd like to invent your sandwich via the Build Your Own, you will be delighted at Jason's Deli. I ate lunch there yesterday. It was packed, and the food was delicious. All those salads, soups, breads, cheeses, spreads. And I love the the chili this time of year, really any time of year, but the Mesa Chicken Salad, the Nutty Mixed Up Salad, the Big Chef Salad, and that great salad bar. Over 30 items on the salad bar to choose from for you to prepare it however you would like. Plenty of organic food to choose from. Catering anytime, anywhere. They just got through the Super Bowl of catering time of year. And they will be catering around the big game coming up if you want to have your event taken care of by them at Jason's Deli. They've got it down. And in all these locations like Ridgeway Road, Poplar and Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova, the complimentary Free ice cream again. Ridgeway Road, Popper & Highland, Olive Branch, and Cordova. And check them out online as well at jasonsdeli.com. Well,
1: let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, the Grizzlies had a win last night over the Spurs. They're right back at it tonight at home against the Raptors. We'll talk about last night's win, tonight's matchup against the Raptors, next on Sports Time.
0: Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Mm.
1: Welcome back into sports time, Bryant, Brett, and Johnny with you in our family leisure studios, and we talked a little bit about it earlier. But last night, Grizzlies in action against the Spurs. We talked about it a lot yesterday. A game that the Grizzlies really needed to go out and win. I we didn't necessarily say go out and cover. We just said go out and win it comfortably. Did, did, did I hear
2: La Liga? conversation in the hallway you did
1: yeah yeah uh yeah real american money that's right on la liga i mean it's a huge huge soccer yeah. league uh deal. I mean, it's the the soccer league of spain i mean it's I, a i gave you the winner of the
2: century you sure did
1: i mean michigan money line when they were down getting the ball well, the century
2: golf tournament coming up this oh weekend, the I, gave you cent-
1: the I thought you just meant the pig of the century no 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 no, no. That... The century yes
2: but re- read that text shane do you have the text oh, shame yes, for me? I do. I do.
1: B- because You're I wonder what
2: stage of the game that That's was in. Because Bama was ahead, and it finally taken kind of, not mm-hmm. domination, but it felt like, to most, it was going their way. I didn't have that feeling. 7 Seven oh four. 4 7 4 I wonder what point of the game that was. Game kicked it four, so that was... Eight, nine, ten minutes to play, probably. I think. I think.
1: Read the whole text. I think Alabama had just. I don't, gotten I don't think there's the anything bad there's in, in anything there. Bad. Um, what are the odds right now to live? This was just random. Me and Brett had not How texted about this, all weekend. I get a text from Brett Monday, and I'm laying on my couch watching the game. About to go me and my buddy to watch the second game. What are the odds right now to live bet Michigan? Bet us ten dollars. We'll split it. I said it's plus four fifty right now. I think I actually got it four seventy five, but whatever. He said, bet it with three exclamation points. I gave him a thumbs up. He said, what would we win for $10? I said, about $60. He says, that all? Dang, bet it. Then we talked about TV ratings, $30 Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be an incredible number when it comes out. We we got everything right on that. And then I texted you back and said, uh, winner. And all caps exclamation points after uh, after they were they it, were it Read the rest. Uh, let's see. Uh, y- yes, keep it all. Good start of the year. I said no. We're splitting it. You called it. Me casa, su casa. I just had a feeling. <laughs> I, like uh, so, I like it. I would keep it cash. That's Bryce a, money. It was a good start to the year. I'm I'm mad that you wouldn't take it hey, because that Bryce was a great. Said, call. Bryce said we split it. <laughs> I, I said I was no definitely way. splitting it. I, I put no <laughs> effort into that pig. Good guy, break. Good guy, BREAK I just had break. the sports book to be. To I was it trying to pay it forward it. to start the new year right. off, Johnny. No, I got to pay it. Now, forward. Johnny, you want to pick for tonight? I'll now, I'll telling you, you t- Tom
2: Kim to win this yeah, weekend now, at Kapalua. Now,
1: Tom Kim and, and Brett, I'm glad you gave me that cuz I have been I've been wanting some picks for, you know, the first golf tournament of the Brett, you know what they say? You can't you can't bet on all the golf tournaments if you don't bet on the, the that's century. It. I mean, you got it, you got to bet it.
2: So. Now, you you know that's the golf course. The tig- Dave's out there with the Tigers one. year. You got to ask him about this okay. tomorrow. He's out there with the Tigers one year. I think he was with the Tigers, but he, anyway, he was he played golf right. at, at that course, and you know how eighteen just falls off the yeah. earth. I mean, you just get the ball uh-huh. moving. Oh uh, yeah, it goes way down there. Through the years, his drive it has grown from three ten down the irrigation line uh-huh. to like four nine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at some point, it's going to be all the way to California. Oh,
1: that's that drive
2: great. out of that course, but it kicks off the golf year. Yep. At nighttime viewing, I don't know how much I'm going to watch on eh. Thursday and Friday and even Saturday night, but Sunday night I will. Sure, sure, absolutely. After the NFL. Because no, no Sunday night game this week, right?
1: No. Last game, mm, yeah, you might be right.
2: I don't think I don't think I, 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 Sunday. That. I, I know
1: not Monday. No, certainly not Monday. No Thursday night game. We've got two on Saturday. I didn't look that far into Sunday. It always kills me the end of the year because I no always... no
2: NBC Sunday Night Bills oh, wow. Dolphins. Okay, so
1: so we will. have... Sorry, I may uh, not watch any golf. Sorry, maybe no century this uh, this week. No, I'll I'll dip in a little bit um, and just kind of see. I certainly bet on it. Uh, we got Tom Kim already. We might have a couple other. Um, daily plays out there, but uh, you know it's it's fun. You know?
2: Grizzlies took care of business sure last did.
1: night. They have to do that again tonight. Yes, look,
2: I I, I know the illness that went through the team, and and, mm. and it was real, and we can attest, all oh, of us. I uh, had some form of crud. You didn't. You've escaped it. Uh, I did.
1: My family did. Uh, they they had it. Yeah, that's a story your, your, for your all. Your last there, deal bro. was around August. Uh, yeah. No, I I maybe I was you know immune or something. Whatever they say, but Boy. I I did not get it. The rest of my family. I'm ready uh, sick to of get them. Sick as a dog. Because I had
2: it August. I had it. You sure did. Had that's it, a good point. I had it once during football, about a week around the Arkansas yeah. Ole Miss game, and I had it then. The team, the Grizzlies, had it. Oh, absolutely. And I think Ja may still be a little weak from it at 26. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, no, it doesn't show in his play. uh, He's an incredible. Uh, incredible athlete, but no, you know, you go out there last night at home, good crowd, and you get the job done. You know, what, did you really want to be outscored in the fourth quarter? But I think at that point, you know, they That's were. That's out- a great
2: Monday night or Tuesday night crowd. Oh, yeah, it,
1: it, it was really, really good. Um, but you know, I think, I think at that point, they knew they had that game in control, maybe take that foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but I thought a good win. Now you got to turn around and play this Toronto team, uh, with new head coach, uh, Darko uh, Rukovic, who, mm-hmm. uh, came from the Grizzlies and, you know, Desmond Bain just, mm-hmm. Much love. You know, praises him for his development and in, in, in what he is today. So there will be a lot of, you know, you know, slapping backs and handshakes before the game with him, um, and certainly after the game. But you know, I mentioned their moves earlier, uh, over the weekend. They made a trade with the Knicks. In that trade, they sent OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn. Hope nobody was going down there tonight to see Precious Achua. They'll be uh they'll be uh, I mean, upset. Teams had-
2: had Annie Noby in a trade deal oh, and nobody could pull it off. All of them. The Grizzlies. The I mean, Grizzlies are certainly there. I mean, it seemed like every single almost, team in the Almost league. like Kelly Oubre's in every right. deal. Yes. That
0: is true, um, That's a true <laughs> statement. It
1: really is. Uh, but, you know, so, so they send those guys to the Knicks in return. R.J. Barrett going back to his home country of Canada, Emmanuel quickly and a second-round pick. I think that's originally from Detroit, whatever. Um, so, you know, this is a team that had been struggling to start the season. Now you've got two pieces coming in um, that you've got to kind of get acclimated with the rest of the team. So, you know, this is a team certainly looking for momentum, um, but I, like you said, Brad, I think a team that you should go out there and win fairly comfortably against. Get this one tonight and then go
2: on the road, and if you just scratch. Yeah. Against the Lakers, Phoenix, or Dallas, fine. If you don't, okay.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I think, you know, back to what we were talking about with our predictions of, you know, 26 home games remaining, and... Got to get going. You need to you need to take advantage of all of those, and if you can kind of get back into that groove of really having success uh, in the home court, then when you go on these tough road trips, like the one you're going on um, after tonight, you know, if you can grab one, maybe two, um, then I, th- I think you're... In a in a decent spot.
2: Just three wins at home. Three and twelve hard at home to this year.
1: I guess it's not hard to believe because of those twenty five games that we went through. Yeah. Um but it is uh it is hard to believe that a team that has been so good over the last two or three years at home is that bad this year on their home court.
2: In this spring, or in June, will be five years since Toronto won their title. It has wow. really changed since then.
1: A lot has changed. A lot of new faces from uh, from the top to the bottom. Um, they got their championship. They got it, and, and that definitely means something. And, you know, now the rebuild starts. i trade um, with them. Yeah, I I certainly would. I know Pascal Siakam is is now in trade talks. I think pretty much everybody that has not just been um, you know picked up in, in this trade with the Knicks are, are pretty much they're kind of floating out there. Obviously, you know the young guys like Grady Dick, um, certainly not on the table. But and Scotty Barnes, who they want to you know build around, who is an unbelievable player.
2: Our predictions: you had Oklahoma City, I have Minnesota being around mm-hmm. at at the end. Is it a little soon for them? Does Denver's experience eventually went out? come May, June basketball?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, yes, that team, we saw what they could do. And I think when you get, you know, Brett, we saw the Grizzlies last year in the playoffs, a a Great team. We saw them all season long, but they were missing one piece, and that was a center. and And they struggled when these two teams, you know, you know, whether it be the Timberwolves or the Thunder, when they get kind of deep into the playoffs, maybe you have an injury, maybe the you know young Chet Holmgren is not ready for kind of the grind of NBA playoff basketball. Nicole Jokic is going to you know eat off of that and and go out and drop thirty and have you know twenty rebounds and and seven assists. And so you know, I I, I definitely think. They They probably catch anybody. Did you see the story? It was while
2: I was away that Jokic has said that, and he he didn't do it. He he didn't do it demonstratively. I don't. I don't think he did it militantly or mean spirited at all. Just said when he retires, Uh he wants to just go away (laughs) and have have the world leave him alone and not Uh recognize. Did, did you understood where he was coming from?
1: I I think oh, I yeah. did. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I think if you've been, if he's a reluctant yes. star, yes, yeah, he really is. He he, he doesn't want to.
2: Now I think he wants to win. I know he doesn't. Probably he can't ma- mind the the automatic deposits. No, absolutely not.
1: But he 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 doesn't want. The superstardom. I mean, Brett, this is this is the same guy we're talking about that that was upset that their championship parade was three days after the he's ready to go home the, the championship because <laughs> no. he wants to go home. And the and, team goes, no, 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 you've got a real <laughs> important job <laughs> to do yeah. for yeah. us. To, <laughs> you got to be here for this chain. He Goes, I want to go home and, and race my horses. Yeah, yeah, I yeah don't that's exactly
3: be here. what he did, um, and that's
1: what him. I mean. Whenever he is not on a basketball court and he has time away, he is at a racetrack and, and he loves Back horses. Back in his country. Back in his country, he loves his, his horse. I know here he'll, he'll I, stop I think places. It's kind of refreshing. It, it really is. And, and I know yeah, there's the kind of I jokes agree. on social media of this guy hates basketball. I don't think he hates basketball, but it's a guy that, you know, is, is kind of in his own lane. I don't think he lane. hates the fans. No, no. He just He's, He's just a simple guy. He's just a simple guy, guy. And, and kind of has his own way in his, his own lane and kind of wants to keep it there. I, I like mean, it. Seven and three hundred and that good, people are gonna recognize you. Yeah, so, everybody yeah, gonna and, recognize and you're gonna be pretty good at basketball, especially if you're a little athletic like he is.
2: And we look forward to being I, I look forward to going to FedEx Forum tonight, my yeah. first game of the new calendar year. And next Thursday we're gonna be at Sissy's log cabin again there we are. for the grand opening. Look, that like was kind of the soft opening around Christmas back in December, early December when we were there, and we look forward to being back next week. And you know we're gonna have some great giveaways and fun times. The partnership that they have with the Grizzlies and the Tigers, they just love like the Kiss Cam at the Tigers game, the VIP experience at Grizzlies games and the Memphis Grizzlies jewelry line. We look forward to, I, I know we're going to have uh, a lot of tickets to give away. The the Sissy's experience, you, you can go by and, and have somebody special with you and come by for complimentary drinks, an unforgettable experience, the unwavering commitment to the Memphis community. The, the store is going to serve as a model for all future stores. We look forward to being there next week for the official grand opening, 9,000 square feet in Laurelwood with all the expanded lines for Rolex, Cartier, diamonds, and more. Six locations across Arkansas and Tennessee and a selection of diamonds and estate jewelry and find gifts that will make someone feel really really special valentine's coming up just got through the christmas season again official jeweler for the grizzlies and for the tigers and the floor uh, floor seat experience at grizzlies games you'll just love and i think we're going to have that to give away next week unsurpassed value exceptional service an expansive selection and an extraordinary shopping experience because life's too short for ordinary jewelry
1: let's go ahead and get to a break when we come back it'll be time for big number of the day
0: sports 56 and 98.5 FM Now back to sports time on sports 56 and 98.5 FM Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus mm.
1: Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy. He wants to be big. Then he gets big. He doesn't want to be big anymore. Then he gets small, but the suit's too big. The
2: big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The Big Number of the Day.
1: Well, Brett, I really like my big number today. I told you yesterday that I came in with just a Now, the a name ton. of the segment is Big Number, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Why I'm going to blow it? it out. Oh, you,
2: you, oh man, so I love it, Brett. Okay. I love it.
1: Okay. Well, I, I'm glad you you uh, prefaced that before mine because I don't think mine's gonna come close to yours now. But I did say yesterday, uh, Johnny, you weren't here. I I wheeled in a wheelbarrow. No, of just big me- numbers. Of just everywhere. all big numbers. You know, it was loaded up. You know, and it's the same. it was actually the same one that I'm going to use this year for all of my winnings. Um, you know, we're 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 going to kill. We're going to crush the books this year, Johnny. We're going to win gonna so break many bets man. this year that I'm going to have all my money um in a in a wheelbarrow. But because it's only it was only the second yesterday of January, I brought it in with all of my big numbers that I had a uh, you know had found over the weekend, a long weekend. So my big number today, I didn't get to use this one yesterday. Is 30. Okay. Comes from the NFL. This season, Tommy DeVito has been sacked 36 times, while Daniel Jones was sacked 30 times. The Giants are the first NFL team since the NFL AFL merger to have two different quarterbacks sacked 30 plus times. In a single great season, number. great, <laughs> That's incredible, great phenomenal.
2: Thank you. That really is. Great. Thank you, did I see Tommy DeVito's dad lashing out oh, at, at, the, at the Giants and maybe their coaching staff? Oh, I missed I it.
0: I missed up. it.
2: And even inferred that you know he th- he was being treated shabbily. Mm. This guy's done nothing. he Has been treated pretty well. <laughs> yeah, he
1: he has done nothing oh, to be treated well. Man. Tom DeVito's did, his dad's
2: name. Did did you catch that story? I didn't know I, anything on the Google machine about. It? I mean, he really. I think he. Li- I know I saw that. No, and I thought, no, 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 Dad, you, you can't, you can't be Little League Dad in the NFL.
1: I don't see it, but I. Uh... Oh, here we go. Tommy DeVito's dad, not sure what Giants quarterback did wrong. Quote wrong to get benched. You're terrible. That's what <laughs> you did wrong. <laughs> yeah, per- perplexed plumber. Uh, Eagles force uh, said every benching, dad yeah. ever about uh-huh. their son
2: being benched that's right. I
1: don't know what he did wrong Ex- exactly exactly
2: hey, the, the poor Bama center's dad going what is that right? uh, so mad at him oh, for that's too bad Let's did see. you see the day the center's in the portal oh I is saw something
1: like, uh, like 10 guys in the last hour a lot of guys hit the portal the quick a ton of guys here's a quote um, from uh, from Tom Sr uh, I was a little perplexed by it I didn't see him do anything wrong <laughs> I mean, did you watch the game it's a great quote I don't know Oh, I guess I'll find out after film. <laughs> I All love right. that.
2: My my big number, 11.6 billion. Wow. 11.6 billion. That's the net worth of Panthers owner David oh, Tepper. Oh man. And he is a special special kind of tool. <sighs> I mean, sure he is. is something else but he was fined 300,000 for sloshing a drink on a fan.
1: What a what a what a wild video that was over the, the weekend. The
2: percentage of his 11.6 billion, we've got more in our pocket than that represents for his 300,000. It's just nothing.
1: I love the uh, I love just the visual of the NFL having to send out a memo to all 32 teams yesterday about, you know, trying, you know, make sure this is exactly how you do it to make sure a guy's eligible for a play and then right after that sending another memo, reminder to all owners, please do not throw drinks at opposing fans. <laughs> That's so sad. Do That's you a badly reminded of I mean, that. Good Lord. So I wouldn't I you think you have him. to. I wouldn't think a owner would have to, but be after nice, after that, be
2: nice, say thank you and may I. I mean, do you have to for Soon. grown men, but that that Tepper, who he's something.
1: I mean, the stories heard, that are yeah. starting to come out about him. I mean, I, I heard stories from, I guess, a staffer uh, with the the Panthers that. Um, the past, like, two coaches have had to have weekly meetings with him about, like, what they're doing. He on wants to see game season. plans. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wants everything Which I don't laid out. that's that, that no, unusual. But, I mean, it just sounds but, like it's. But wants to make notes and highlight, yes, you know, I, I
2: don't think this is going to work. Like, like what, way what you know?
1: over the top yeah. of what regular. Like, I understand Jerry Jones is very hands on, but it sounds like. This guy is like. But I don't think Jimmy Johnson would let
2: Jerry Jones talk about his no. game plan. Too. I don't think
1: that would have happened either. <laughs> Did you
2: watch any of the Ring of Honor ceremony for yeah, Jimmy Johnson? Yeah, I, I watched a little bit. I thought bit it was pretty it, yeah. good.
1: I, I thought it was really good. And, and he
2: and Jerry Jones, I mean, uh-huh. it's a long and winding road. Sure, but absolutely. I think they do both love each other. Yes. And They'd I'm, probably kill each other if they could. Well, but.
1: yes. And don't leave them in the same room for uh, for an hour. But, you know, it And was, it, it's just pure fact. Since Jimmy, well, Barry Switzer did win once. Sure,
2: he did. So, he did. so
1: yeah. here, here you we got, go again, Johnny. With the, it's been forever since it's the, been forever. Since but it, the Cowboys, it has been. Uh, it, has. it has been. It's forever. been my entire life. It's been you know longer than the time. Right? I've been Don't Earth. you want to see that? That'll be legendary stuff, see a, man. A Super Bowl. So, yeah. What so we well, see it in a couple months.
2: The ratings numbers are really starting to roll out from all the bowl games. Some more TV ratings number. Here's one: the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Wow. Yeah. 3.6 million
1: do you have viewers. A, do you have a number for the Pop-Tarts Bowl? I I, I don't mean to, to jump you, but... I, I, I think I saw a Pop-Tarts Bowl, but I, I don't have it written down. That was down. another text message I should have read from, from
2: Brad. I sent you a picture the, uh, this morning. picture of the, Pop-Tart, of, so I'm of me having the Pop-Tarts. I'm thinking Pop-Tarts Bowl. Great Duke's Pop-Tart. Mayo Bowl. 3.6 million viewers. That's incredible. It
3: was amazing.
2: Christmas Day, Lakers and Celtics. Lakers and Celtics. That was like the two. Oh, I forgot game.
1: that game even happened. Yeah, it was like 3.3
2: million. <laughs> Wow. Duke's Mayo Bowl beat Lakers-Celtics. Wow. That's I
3: forgot incredible. that game even happened. Yeah. The
2: entire viewership for the five Christmas days you, games, you add up all of them. Now, a lot of them were the same people. True. But you add that up, it's around 10 million. Mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida State, 63-3. Oh, uh, to three, 10 million. I, yeah, it's crazy. Same number of people watched a 60-point route than the whole number for NBA Christmas Day. Now, the NBA gets a break this year. 2024. Right. That cuz Christmas will be on a Wednesday uh-huh. and and they'll have it back to themselves. Yes. Yes. They won't be fighting the NFL Hopefully. that day. We think. <laughs> yeah. Now, during COVID, the NFL had to play a game on a Wednesday and it was like the first Wednesday
1: NFL game like since nineteen forty eight, we're talking about this week feeling out of whack. I mean, when you had a Wednesday game and during that year, I mean, that I thought, how would out the players' whack. association accept a Wednesday game? There's no, game. Way. And, There's no and way they, they w- would. The NFL. Well, hold, hold
2: it. If you, if you scheduled maybe an open date for one and one on hmm. Thursday the week before, what, what if you did this? A, 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 a division game. At one place on Thursday, okay. the other place the following Wednesday, Christmas night.
1: Maybe. Like Washington here, and Dallas. Here, that that could work. Here's the thing, though. Is the NFL... Is going to go through trouble to play a game on, on Wednesday just to say they can have games on Christmas. They're not going to stop at one game. They're right? not. And they're they're not. At least two. They're, gonna two. I mean, two. they're going to have two. If you're going to Bigfoot, they're going to, yes. they're going to, feet. They're going yeah. yeah. to block out the sun. I mean, you give just, them an inch, yeah. they're taking a mile. I almost um, went big feet. Yeah, I went, Almost, almost <laughs> oh, went Oh, <laughs> good Lord. No, there's some really good numbers coming in for, for the bowl games. Johnny, you weren't here yesterday, and I promised to anybody who's tired of hearing anything about the Pop Tart Bowl, um, this is the last thing i'll say about it we predicted exactly what would happen with the pop tart oh, so, and, and yeah. how he got devoured he, he, you know we saw him, them wheel it out and then johnny we were here in the last segment and and and, and we said what would be great That's what it. they should do i yeah i, I remember saying that what i think is going to happen is they're just going to give him the trophy and yeah. there's going to be two pop tarts yeah right there's going to be two which of is them. what happened i said and what they should do after that is have the pop tart walk back up onto that toaster? And say goodbye. Go down into the toaster, and then out comes Toasted. a giant
2: pop tart, and that's
1: exactly what happened. Amazing, honestly, Johnny. One of the proudest moments of my life. Man. I was, I was, I was happy about that. I was. Toaster cold or ass.
2: cold out of the tin, full. Oh, I, I just eat it out the
1: hey, hey, of. Hey, hey, me and Brian
0: had the same discussion. We had the, the same, same discussion. I'm out, discussion. out of the yeah, I'm, I'm out of the rapper. Straight out
1: the rapper. So, straight out yeah. the rapper. Johnny, Johnny tried to say. I said, I said, Johnny, are you a pop tart in the toaster guy? And he goes, Yeah, I'm a pop tart in the toaster guy. I had it one once. time. I go that does not make you a pop tart <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in the toaster
2: guy. Here's a really sad revelation. I don't own a toaster.
1: Really? Me to Really? I, I don't own me a toaster. Really?
2: That is insane. I don't know that I've ever had
1: a toaster. Me either. Since living <laughs> in my parents. Good Brett, Lord. Brent me and you are on the same wavelength. That Link. is that is shy. On that note, uh, yeah. we need to get to a break because that is uh, that that is that just blew my mind. But let's go ahead, wrap up this hour, get to a break. When we come back, we're talking college basketball with Kevin Sweeney.